News Talk ZB and the New Zealand Herald present Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, demystifying your finances. Hi, I'm Francis Cook. Welcome to the show. If you manage to buy your own home, you may feel like you've already won the battle. And yes, take the time to celebrate, because that's a huge step towards securing your future. But in reality, you're only halfway there. A mortgage is likely the biggest debt you'll ever take on in your life. It will take decades to pay off, and a lot of what you pay will be interest to the bank. That's why it's always crucial to get the best deal you can. A small change in your interest rate can mean tens of thousands in extra payments, which you could have spent on something else instead. There's been a lot of talk lately about possible increases in interest rates. It's true that at the moment debt is pretty cheap, and there are bargains to be had. That makes me suspicious that the only way to go from here is up. But just released research from CanStar shows that, at least in the short term, these good rates are expected to stick around. They've also uncovered extra tricks you can keep up your sleeves in the current market to swing the odds even further in your favour. Newstalk ZB presents Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, boosting your business confidence. I'm joined now by CanStar Research House General Manager Jost George. So you've spent some time checking out the state of New Zealand's mortgages and you've released all your fabulous research today. Thank you very much for that. What are the mm-hmm. big changes we've seen in the home loan market over the last 12 months? Well, I think, Francis, thank you for, for having me on. Um, well, I think overall it's been a positive story for home buyers. If you look at the last one year, uh, quite a few things have changed or, or rather has mo- have moved. The property markets just seem to have come off the boil a wee, wee bit. Mm. Prices are generally easing in many areas. And the other thing about home loan interest rates is, is really more about the big changes we haven't seen. Uh, you know, 12 months ago, we were talking about um, expected increases in, in mortgage rates, but that hasn't really panned out. Yes, That's, it's interesting, so, right? Because we've got this, there's so much talk about the interest rates are going to go up, we're at record lows. And I mean, that's that's true. But it looks like from your research, in the short term at least, it's looking pretty good. That's right. I mean, not, not much has really changed. I mean, there are still some very good rates out there. This market, as you know, has always been uh, very favor, uh, very focused on fixed rates. And that has continued again over the last 12 months. Although I think the, the battleground seems to have just moved slightly. We used to see two-year rates being the most competitive um, sort of space where, where banks operated in. Now it seems to have, the focus seems to have moved to the 12 to 18 months period. Again, in the fixed rate market. And that's, that's quite an interesting shift. The other thing, obviously, what we're seeing is, broadly speaking, um, first-home buyers seem, it seems to be a first-home buyers kind of market slowly. It's picking up and we're seeing activity again picking up in that space. I mean, all the data, of course, is still suggesting that the volumes are almost the same as it was last year, the, around the same time. Broadly speaking, it looks like uh, it is becoming more and more a favorable market for first-home buyers. Um, while the numbers are still um, looking fairly similar compared to what it was last year, from a Reserve Bank data point of view, there seems to be a fair bit of noise in the market that the market's opening up, sellers are getting more real estate, first-home buyers are out in, in the market scanning properties. So it is definitely suggesting that this is about the right time for first-home buyers to sort of get back into the market. And it's interesting because obviously a mortgage is a huge debt to take on. I remember uh, my husband and I, we bought our first home two years ago now, 
And I just remember this feeling of, holy monkeys, we've just taken on so much debt. It's a little nauseating. (laughs) Um, So to my mind, when something is that big of a financial commitment, you should be constantly keeping half an eye on it. But of course, as well, it can also be a little overwhelming. There's a lot of terminology, especially when you're going for your first home. It's a lot to get used to. So when people want to either apply for a mortgage or change their mortgage, what are some of those key terms that they need to know heading into these negotiations? Absolutely. Um, Francis, I think you hit the nail on the head. It is one of those, you know, one of those most exciting, exhilarating kind of moments to own your own property. But also that whole process is so fraught with um, so many things that one needs to be aware of. It is generally a fairly nerve-wracking kind of kind of situation for most home buyers. Mm. You know, the whole process of getting into taking up a mortgage and and the financial commitment that comes along with that. Now, in terms of looking at some of the terms that you look, that are sort of play around in this market without getting too technical, there are obviously a few things that one needs to look at. One is most banks or most providers will only lend you a portion of what you're looking for. That's the first thing. Then, of course, the other big thing that you need to be aware of is your interest rates. What are you going to be paying for that um, loan? And there are essentially two types of interest rates that we know about and talk about in the market. The first one, of course, being the fixed rate interest rate, where you are actually getting some certainty in terms of your repayments, but also that means you're locked in for a period of time with that fixed rate interest. It gives you, it's really, it's really positive because it gives you the ability to budget, to manage yourself, to take care of your finances for that period of time. But of course, there is some level of inflexibility because um, it, it doesn't allow you to, for example, to pay in a little bit more that you could afford to pay, for example. Or if you decided that you needed to break that for whatever reason and move on to something slightly different, there are obviously costs associated with stepping out of that uh, commitment. The other thing, the other type of, of rate environment is a floating environment. And exactly as the term suggests, it is really floating as the market changes. So effectively, what the bank does is where the rates move uh, to move down, that is normally passed on to you or a portion of that is passed on to you as a, as a borrower. If the rates were to move up, then accordingly, there might be a shift in your interest rate as well. And therefore, the repayments that are associated with that loan. Now, obviously, the 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 positive or the, the benefit of that is one yes if the interest rates were to drop down you've got some more flexibility in that you can either pay less or continue to pay the same amount and reduce your mortgage a little bit uh, sooner than you would have in the normal commitment the other thing is where you to come by some additional funds you can pay that back into your mortgage and and take care of that adjustment as well but of course the challenge uh, which comes with this is that normally in this market floating rates have always tended to be a little bit higher than fixed rates. So, you know, there are a few things that you need to weigh up when you look at these two. The the other thing that we need to be aware of, if you're looking at a floating rate environment, there are a couple of other options that are available to you. There is something that we call the line of credit. Effectively, it's kind of like an overdraft where um, you only charge interest for the amounts that you draw down. And so obviously, as interest is calculated on a daily basis, it gives you the ability to sort of manage your interest repayments slightly better. And the other option that you have, which is again becoming slightly popular in this market, is what we call an offset account. And offsets are effectively, all it's doing is really netting off your position with the bank before an interest is charged. 
say, for example, you took out a mortgage of 100,000 and you had savings of 30,000 with the bank. What it suggests is the bank only charges you interest on the 70,000 that you're, you're effectively sitting in a net position with the bank on. But again, bear in mind, it just means that the 30,000 that you have with them in savings doesn't really earn you any, any interest. So effectively, if you looked at it, these are the big terms, the key terms that you need to be aware of. What is your interest rate? What is your commitment in terms of how many years are you signing up for? What deposit are you bringing to this transaction? And therefore, and what type of interest rate are you sort of working with? That's excellent. That's some really solid knowledge there for people who are heading into any sort of mortgage negotiation. And I think that's the other thing to me is that this is a negotiation, right? When people go to their bank and they're talking about the mortgage, you don't just have to take what they give you. So, I mean, how do you make the best of this market at the moment? What are some good deals that people can be aiming for? I'd love to say that this was a straightforward answer to this. <laughs> good deals good deals really differ from person to person. And it's, about, it's not so much about getting uh, the best deal in the market as much as getting what is right for you. And now, to be able to do that, there are a couple of things that we at Cancer always suggest that uh, a borrower should be doing before by way of preparatory work. There is, you know, one of the themes that will run through what I'm going to say in the next few minutes is really it's all down to preparing yourself. It's all down to being realistic. And it's all down to understanding where you're coming from and what you're trying to achieve. So there are a few things we always talk about. The first thing is lenders are always looking to understand your financial position and how attractive you are financially. So really what it means, you need to have a very clear understanding of your income and your outgoings. What is it that you, uh, you know, currently earn? How much do you have by way of savings? What are you then looking by way of outgoings? Now, the important thing is when we say outgoings, effectively what we're talking of, we're talking of a budget. Now, this sounds really obvious sometimes, but there are a few slight uh, things that you need to be aware of. One, if you were moving from a renting situation to taking up a mortgage, there are additional expenses that come over and above your, your weekly or fortnightly rent. Things like insurance, things like your council rates. There are yeah, utility bills to be paid. So you need to be able to factor all of that in when you look at what your budget is going to look like in once you've got a mortgage commitment. The other important thing to bear in mind is at, at any point of time when a point, bank looks at you or a lender looks at you, they're trying to understand what is your what has your financial behavior to that point been, which for them is an indicator of your ability to pay back. It's an indication of your propensity to pay back as well. So really things like, do you know your credit score? Have you had a good record in terms of how you've uh, taken up previous financial commitments? Have you paid it down? What kind of debt are you carrying right now? All of those really, what I'm suggesting is you as a customer, as a potential borrower, need to make yourself financially in good shape and to be attractive to lenders. Just need to get some groundwork done to be on track if you think you're carrying too much debt before you sort of start getting into this negotiation. But then the next very important point there is who do you want to approach for your loan? Your everyday bank, of course, is your good starting place to start to, to have a conversation. And don't be shy in terms of talking to them and trying to negotiate a good deal. Hop online, get comparisons done, look at comparisons between lenders, sites like the CanStar site, which I need to plug. 
um, <laughs> here are, are you know a good place to start off looking at the options available for you to before you decide who you want to approach. Be aware. I mean, it is the biggest, possibly the biggest financial decision you have to make in your lifetime. So do your homework and think before committing. And that, I suppose, you know, if I if you go back and look at all of this, effectively, it comes down to preparing yourself and being realistic with your situation. It's so true as well that there are extra costs that you need to make sure. I mean, maybe you can only just afford your mortgage repayments. That probably means that house is too expensive for you because I don't know about the rest of the country, but here in Wellington, I get a little irritated <laughs> every time I get my rates bill. And it was fascinating, the the switch, as soon as I was a, a homeowner, got that rates bill. And I looked at it and I was just like, bloody council, what are they doing with my money? Isn't it? So <laughs> Straight many, away. <laughs> so many surprises pop up. I mean, small things like repairs. Yes. You might not have factored that into your expense, but repairs are, uh, you know, wear and tear of property is part of what you you bring along to the mix, into the mix. Mm. Okay, well, that's actually a good time to transition to bad news. Is there anything in the current market that could be a trap for unwary players? I think that's so much bad news as much as being prepared for changes in the market, you know. Very often we look after, look at our situation and say, I think I can afford that mortgage. I think I can manage my repayments. But, you know, we've had, we've had a fairly relatively long period of low interest rates. Mm. It's not going to be the case forever. I mean, interest rates have risen in the past and they will rise in the future. The point then is stress testing yourself to make sure that were interest rates to, uh, to go up by, uh, you know, 50 basis points or a hundred or 1% or whatever the number is, how much of an impact is it going to have on your life and the financial commitments that you have? Now, one thing, you know, to bear in mind is all banks tend to stress test customers before they, they lend them money. But that's not so much about the banks being comfortable as much as you as a borrower being comfortable with your situation and understanding what impacts it could have on your, your lifestyle what impacts it could have on, on broadly the things that you take for granted. So that's really important that you don't get caught out were a situation in terms by way of interest rates where, they, where the environment to change. So that's really important. The other thing also to bear in mind is, is always when you get a good rate or a good, um, you know, come to a good agreement with a provider, uh, with a lender, be aware that that is probably, that should work to your circumstances and work for your situation. I mean, it's pointless getting a fabulous two-year rate when you, you, you know, you're not too certain about your position or your, your situation in the next 12 to 18 months because what you're really buying, what you're really looking to do is defer a problem because at the end of that 18-month period when you have to go back to the bank, you might, have to, you might be looking at break costs. You might be looking at a number of other factors which you may not have considered up front. So that's really important to, to sort of be aware of. So it's not a question of... of um, traps as much as being aware of what you're getting into. Absolutely. And of course, when we're talking about something like a 30-year loan, I mean, things will change. Even myself and my husband have agreed that we would like to pay ours off in 20 years. We're making extra payments. Even in that time, that's two decades. That's two decades. So much could change. You're absolutely right. And I think think that's exactly to your point. It is about, it is a long-term financial commitment you uh, the, the 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 good thing though is banks are you know they have changed 
their position as well. They are no longer behaving purely as lenders. Mm. They understand that this is, your providers understand now this is probably one of the biggest decisions you will make in your lifetime. And more and more we're seeing a refreshing change in the attitude of the of the banking community or the financial service institutions in that they've evolved from just being simply lenders of money. Now they are in a place where they're able to offer you help, advice, support on all aspects, whether that be understanding your financial situation through to giving you more information around the areas you're looking at, what you need to be aware of, or they're sort of working with you as part of that home buying journey, offering advice and support right through to making sure that as you're working through that program of paying down your debt, you are there with you. So that there is an encouraging, refreshing change that's happening. But at the end of the day, you need to bear in mind that it is your financial commitment and there is no one there to take care of it other than you yourself. And to that exact point, I mean, everyone fixates on their interest rate fixed versus floating, which is, of course, very important. I mean, I'd say that's probably your base level to start with. Yep. Um, but is there anything else you can be negotiating and thinking about with your bank? Then negotiations really comes down to, to getting the best deal, as we talked about. Now, it could be, therefore, one, not being shy to talk to your existing provider to make sure you've got a good deal sharper than what a... Uh, you know, an advertised rate is, for example. It could be about making sure that if, if your provider is not coming to the party, you're able to look out and see if there are options available in the market. There are a few other things that providers are, are known to, 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 to support uh, borrowers with. It could be a cashback. It's not very common, but it's, it, it has happened before. There could be things like paying for legal representation. So it's, it's really negotiating to your situation and to your circumstances. All right. Thank you so much. That's Joe George from Canstar. Now, I do get a lot of questions about mortgages and home ownership. So if today's episode hasn't answered your burning question, then get in touch with me and I'll find a way to answer it in a future episode. You can find me on Facebook at Francis Cook Journalist, Twitter at Francis Cook and Instagram at Frankly Snapping. You don't need to remember all of that, though. The links are in the show notes. Just click through and come and have a chat to me about it. Don't forget to subscribe on the Apple Podcasts app or iHeartRadio. And until next time, have a great day. And that's Francis cooking up your business confidence for another week on News Talk ZB.